the Foundation podcast. My name is Simone Scott and I'm going to be sharing some South African stories of hope with you. My goal is to give you more information about the great things that people out there are doing to improve our country. As you know, there are so many different issues to care about in South Africa. The need around us can just be so great that sometimes we don't even know where to start or what to feel about it. Do I care about health issues? Do I care about the plight of vulnerable people in our communities like women and children? Do I focus on poverty? Or do I care about the rhinos? I mean, the rhinos, it's a pretty big issue. There's just so much that it can become overwhelming. So I thought I'd break it down a bit and try to look at a key issue or need per episode. For today, I want to focus on those who care for the vulnerable among us. Initially, I just planned to start with children before moving on to the elderly. But then I realized that in many organizations, there's actually a bit of crossover between the two. It seems to be that because the need in some communities are so great that when one issue is being addressed, the other issues begin to demand attention too. Sometimes you can't just neatly draw boundary lines and divorce issues. And I realized this in a new way when I went to visit Imbalietu Kreshan Preschool in the Inanda Township. I didn't know all that much about Ananda when I set off on a Saturday to go and meet up with Nomusa Shabane, the founder of the Kresh. In fact, I'd only been to the township twice before in my life, and both times I went there to hear more about organizations that are working to create positive change within Ananda. So basically, my experience up until this point had been quite positive. But honestly, I can't really say that I had any grip on the size of that township all the hardships people face on a daily basis, and I honestly still don't think I really do. Um, roughly, It's roughly about a 30 kilometer drive outside of Durban, where I live at the moment. And like many Durbanites, it's not necessarily probably at the top of my list of destinations to visit. This despite the fact that it actually has a bit of a claim to fame because of its rich heritage. I mean, Gandhi spent some time there. It's also the birthplace of the Shembe Church, just to name two examples. But anyway, I managed to get a hold of Numusa's number through a friend of mine who had met her before and who told me about the good work that they're doing there. So after trying to phone her unsuccessfully, I ended up resorting to sending her a WhatsApp message asking if I could come through to meet her on the weekend and she graciously agreed. So off I went one sunny and very hot Saturday morning to go hear more about what happens at Imbalier to Kresh and Preschool. Numusa sent me her address and even though I tried searching for it on Google Maps to try and navigate my, my way there, it only gave me an approximate location. So I decided to try and follow the directions. Um, after calling her, at, when I arrived at our agreed-upon landmark, which was the Ananda Seminary School for Girls, um, Nomusa was unable to take the call at the time, so I ended up just driving into the directional rough directional area that Google was sending me, past goats, trying to stick to the speed limit while other cars around me were getting annoyed about that. Um, and then eventually Google said to me, turn left, but there was no left to turn into. So I just kept driving quite slowly forward. And then I saw in front of me a cheerfully pink building. And I realized that it was actually the crash that I was looking at. Um, and in the, in the garden, there was a very friendly face. Um, and I was greeted by Paul Mvor, who also works for the crash and who was there on her Saturday morning supervising some men who were working to lay um, cement to work on improving the crash. So here was this lovely friendly face on a Saturday morning at work waiting for me because Nemusa was still making her way to the crash stuck on public transport. 
this is the, the three to four years uh, class. And over here, our special need, we're looking for someone to come and just do the painting for us. We have requested quite a few companies, but we're still waiting for their response. Over here, we use this one as a storeroom, but just because we, they are working, the guys are working outside, so we're shuffling all our stuff over here. And this is our small little kitchen where all the cooking happens. I was immediately struck by Nomusa's friendly face when she arrived. She gave me a hug straight off the bat and I could often see her smiling while she was talking to me and telling me her story. As we were chatting, I realized that opening this crash was definitely not an easy thing for her to do. And I was also definitely motivated by a need she saw in the community around her. Uh, I started in Balietu because um, the first thing I did, uh, I was looking after the orphans. So when I look after the orphans, after that I see that there's a, a, the children on the road, they just running up and down. And I was starting to say, no, I just want to open the crash because I was working at Rainbow Crash for 12 years at Devon North. So I've got the experience to how to look after the kids. Then uh, when I'm coming to start my, the crash in my home, uh, there is a, a company from Otis. They see that the children are squashed because there's so many children mm -hmm. squashed in my room. And they just uh, help me to, with the eight rooms, brick rooms at the back to keep the children safe and look after the children nicely. Then after that, uh, when I stay I'm there at home with the children, uh, the education wants to help me with the great R, to help me to the great R. So I said, they can't help me when I'm staying at home, I'm running the crash at home, I must come here, I must get the site. Then I, I went to the uh, community to talk to them, the commit of the community, they just donated the site for me. Then I went up and down the, uh, the companies to put the letter for the donation for the, the, uh, the house for the kids. So I got an Operation Jumpstart. Operation Jumpstart, because they see that I'm looking after disabled children. So that is why they helped me to start to build this uh, house for the kids. It was 2009. Despite the fact that Nomusa could rely on her skills from a previous job uh, to open this creche, it clearly wasn't an easy thing for her to do simply because it also involved knocking on a lot of doors and writing a lot of letters and going around and practically asking for help and assistance from the community at large. I'm going to town and put it to the office directly. I never posted, but because that time there was no email, I didn't understand with the email, no WhatsApp, everything. So now I just walk and send it to, even I'm going to the churches, I'm going to the other crashes to ask them if you got some old toys or mattresses or blankets or food, just give it to me. And I write the letter and I take the, the number from the person I, I, I talk to her. And then when I just make two weeks time and I phone, how is my, did you read my letter? I said, no, I will let you know. So, because I know that I'm, I need, I'm a needy person. I just not waiting for her to call me. I'm always contact her, contact her, till they're doing something. 
Namusa and her team look after about 80 children every day, five days a week, from around about six o'clock in the morning till around about six o'clock at night. And it's honestly not like they're earning a lot of money for all these hours that are being put into these children's lives. They are getting paid around 500 rand a month for all this hard work. We have a daily program. So I have, to the babies, I have three teachers because it's 40 babies. I have three teachers there. Yeah, one to the office and uh, one two years class and one two three years and one to four years and the one to the kitchen and the cleaner. So they just help. They're not getting anything. They just help because uh, if you give someone for the whole day, for the whole month, 500 rand, they just buy soap to wash. They can't buy food for the kids. They can't buy clothes for the kids. They just help because they get passion. For those who are living like five and half past five, they normally come to my house, they knock. I've got a baby here. Then I take the baby at six, I come with the baby over here. So after years of helping the vulnerable children within her community, Nomusa finally managed to secure a brick structure and her own piece of land to help the young people in 2009. Then, in 2012, she encountered an elderly lady in the community who also again asked her for her help, and the game changed for her again, and she tackled a whole new project. Coming to ask me that, please buy me sugar, buy me uh, electricity card, and uh, I was so worried about this lady, and I was calling her that, uh, no, I just spoke to Pearl, and uh, Pearl said, let us sit down and plan what we are going to do with the old age because the people from home, they, they get a problem, but now they don't know who is going to share with. Sometimes when we call them, they can share with us, then they can stay alive at home. So that is why I was started that for one lady. That lady, she died now. And I spoke to Charity. Charity, I'm going to start to open the old age group now. Uh, all the times when they're coming here, we're doing uh, handwork, knitting, gym, and we play the soccer. It's for free. It's for free. It's just for support. Yes. Because they come across a lot of problems at home and they, they don't have anyone to share with. And we, we come up with special intervention according to what they come and, 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 and talk. We always go for trainings for counseling and for special interventions that like, are, are really needed in the community. For us as well, we, we are happy as they come because we know exactly what the community is facing at, the, at different times. Nomusa also invited one of the elders to come and tell me more about her experience. Despite having pain in her legs and feet, 83-year-old Charity Mahluj Shana made her way across the road from her house. She tells me that the elders used to meet there at her house in the past. That's before a small tin structure was built onto the same site where the creche is standing now. Charity shared with me a bit more about the history of the creche and also about what they do at Ikaeletu, the elderly support group. I found it particularly interesting that she described them as a lazy group because they haven't gotten around to doing gardening yet. At their age, I'm impressed that they're remaining active like they are, working with their hands and playing soccer once a week. Ikailitu, yeah, Ikailitu is just behind there. Hey, we've had the uh, Ikailitu. I think it's more than three years. 
Uh, at first, we didn't, we weren't here. We were sitting on the veranda there because we were supposed to be going to the to the those offices over there and seeing that we are old ladies we wouldn't go, we don't we didn't go every now and again the the way to go there was too heavy for us so we des we decided they they decided to 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 stay there on the veranda we we're just sitting on the veranda then doing everything there the crash was here when we came. I don't know how, how what, what, what year we came here. The crash was the here, but it wasn't built like this. It was still in a, a tin house. We have been here for quite a long time. And then as time went on, we started knitting, crouching, sewing. It's just that we are just a lazy group, I should say. And um, that's what we do. We thought we would be working in the gardens, but we haven't started the gardens yet. We can't come every day because we've got children to take to school, to, to get ready for school. And people are, are not just around. Some come very far so that we, we, we just can't go one, one journey every day. It's clear that these ladies are making an impact on their community and that everyone is getting involved in to help. There isn't just one hero in the story. Every person plays her part in helping to support their community. And I felt like I learned so much from Nemusa about not giving up. If you really want to do something, you will do it. You'll do it despite the red tape we sometimes face and despite all the effort it'll take on a personal level. Nemusa didn't make excuses. Instead, she kept working, she kept learning and she surrounded herself with the right team to get the job done. To contact Nomusa, you can send her an email on nomusa.imbali at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can find us on Facebook at Foundation Podcast or visit our blog for more details about this episode, including the organization's contact details. Thank you. Foundation was created by me, Simone Scott, with original music created by Wayne Charles Simpson. 